0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Lavender Woman Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. So if you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the previous episodes. This is episode eight, so there are seven other episodes that will put things in perspective as to what this podcast is all about. Um I want to discuss briefly the feedback from last week's episode. So last week we talked about identity theft, um specifically identity theft of ourselves and the feedback was phenomenal. Um Apple even listed it as one of the um best episodes so far. So it was one that was personal to me. That episode meant a lot to me because I had, I myself, you know, was a victim of um, identity theft of self. So I just really appreciate you guys and your feedback and your support. It means so much um, to just know that um, what I'm doing is making a difference. So also, if you listened to last week's episode, then you know that we participated in a fast this past Monday, and we're going to be fasting every Monday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., um, only consume water during the 12-hour fast. Please read, journal, pray, meditate during that time, and we're going to be breaking that fast at 6 p.m. with only fruit and vegetables. So hopefully everyone who participated on this past Monday um was able to stick out the entire 12 hours. I know towards the end, maybe like hour 10, I was just really drained. And that's usually just the enemy um and trying to attack you in areas that he knows you're weak in at the moment. And I, I had to push through, you have to dig deeper. I went deeper into my word, I meditated and I push through. So we're gonna be doing that every Monday until further notice. Um, I think we'll continue it for at least another month, maybe longer than that, but I'll definitely keep you guys updated as to when that fast will be coming to an end and please feel free to do more than just Mondays. Mondays were on um, what's the day that stuck out to me and one of my good girlfriends. But if you want to do a seven-day fast, a twenty-one-day fast is even better. If you really want to break some strongholds off of your life, do a twenty-one-day fast. Do a Daniel fast. I mean, you can even fast things. It doesn't have to always be food. You can fast social media. You can fast. Um, reality TV, just anything that you feel is preventing you from getting to the next stage in your life that is preventing you from being the best version of you, um, then that's the thing that you need to fast. Fasting is something that is going to be a sacrifice, something that you're giving up that's going to be challenging. If you don't like sweets, then giving up sweets is not um, a good thing to fast. Fasting is something that takes hard work, and dedication. And if you're not praying while you're fasting, baby girl, you're dieting. I'm sorry, but that's, that's a diet. It's not a fast. So the concept of fasting is to, yes, give up something, but it's also to be in prayer, to stay in constant prayer so everyone who participated i'm so proud of you guys for everyone that will be doing it with us next week is 6 a.m to 6 p.m every monday and break that fast with only fruit and vegetables on monday so um ultimately the only thing that you should be consuming on that monday during the fast is water and then after the fast it's fruit and vegetables um for me because I'm transitioning from pescatarian to vegan, I consumed only raw fruit and vegetables on that day. So, if you want to do like a, a raw fruit and vegetable to break the fast, or you can, you know, cook you some vegetables or just eat an apple, whatever you prefer. But we're breaking the fast for fruit and vegetables only, okay? All right, so this week, it's challenging, you guys, and I almost didn't record this week. I was going to take a, a a hiatus this week, and I said, no, I have to stay on course. I have to stay um, dedicated to the cause, so I'm here. The objective for me, my personal objective, is to get through this episode without crying. And I know you're probably like, look, sis, I didn't come here for a whole lot of crying. I have stuff going on in my life. I need some motivation. I need some inspiration. And listen, I still got you. However, some things are just harder to talk about than others. And I'm just being completely honest and transparent with you about that. Um, I was going to get my husband to come in and be a guest on this episode. But after we discussed it, he was like, No, babe, I think you should definitely do that one on your own. But like, I'm here for more support. So I'm like, if this gets too... like too hard. I I don't know. But I prayed right before we got started and I've been meditating off and on throughout the day. And I just feel like I can do this. And I feel like it's going to be so beneficial to so many of the listeners out there. So today is Wednesday, um, May 8th. And this upcoming Sunday, May 12th, is Mother's Day. And I'm a mother. I'm a mother of two and being a mother is the hardest yet most fulfilling yet most unappreciated job that I do. And I just feel like your children don't really understand in depth what you do in the role of their as their mother. And I don't expect them to their ages. I didn't understand it when I was their age. But as I grew older, I respected my mom so much more. And it's, it's, it's different when you become an adult and you have children of your own. So with Mother's Day approaching, I really thought about those who no longer have their mother physically here on the earth. And Mother's Day and Father's Day, so we'll let this serve as a Father's Day episode as well. It can be challenging when that person that you are celebrating is no longer here physically to be celebrated in that manner. For those of us who... Okay, let me rewind. So the name of this episode is Surviving the Holidays. Mother's Day edition, but it can stand for Father's Day edition, too. I may actually repost this one around Father's Day, but it is called Surviving the Holidays. And for those of us who watched um, Nipsey Hussle's memorial or listened to it, streamed it, um, or maybe caught clips on YouTube after, many of us heard Lauren London say this, Grief is the final act of love. When she said that, oh, it, it struck me so profoundly because I had never thought about it in that way. But grief really is the final act of love. The thing about this life that we are so blessed to be a part of is that everyone we love is going to die. That's not good news, right? Because you love them. And the fact that everyone you love is going to die. It's depressing. And when you think about it, someone loves you. And you're also going to pass away one day. And leave them behind to, um, to serve the final act of love, which is grief. So... I'm very transparent about my mental health journey and my healing journey. So I've been in counseling for almost two years now. And one thing that my counselor told me in so many words, when we were really focusing on grief and mourning specifically for maybe about a month, a month and a half, we just specifically worked on that. Nothing else. We didn't discuss anything else um unless something super traumatic you know came up we only worked on grieving and mourning and she pretty much explained because i was having a hard time um translating my feelings i couldn't find the correct verbiage it was like i knew how i felt but i couldn't find the words to accurately express that feeling to accurately describe the, the hurt, the pain, the sensation that I felt like in my chest every single day, I could not express that to her in words. A lot of those sessions was just me literally sobbing because the words would not form so my therapist who is an amazing woman she is heaven sent and i'm so appreciative for the hard work that she has dedicated towards my healing i mean i've done emergency sessions where i've shot her a text message like listen i know i just saw you yesterday but I'm struggling today. I, I need to be seen today. And she always worked me in. She was always so patient. She will call and check on me. And it just means a lot when you're going through. But this is how she explained grief to me. Grief is really just love. It's all the love you want to give, but cannot. All that unspent love gathers up in the corners of your eyes in the lump in your throat and in that hollow part of your chest. Grief is love with nowhere to go. And when we had that session and she broke it down that way, it changed everything for me because I never looked at grieving as an act of love. And that's exactly what grief is. Grief is having all of this love... For a person that you can no longer physically give it to. And it builds up. And it festers. And it can turn into something very ugly and very um, damaging if you do not pay attention to it. So I felt that it was very um, timely that we discussed this with Mother's Day approaching. I am still fortunate enough. I don't like when I hear people say I'm still blessed enough to have my mom because it's like, so other people aren't as blessed. I don't don't really like that terminology there. So I'm going to substitute that word with fortunate. And that's probably not the best word either. But for the lack of a better word, I'm going to say that I am still fortunate enough to have my mom. But so many people don't. And I personally know people my age, people younger than me, who no longer have their mom. And... Though I cannot relate to that pain and that loss specifically, I have suffered a comparable loss with the loss of my grandmother in 2016. For me, my grandmother was love in organic form. Having her in my life was like having a second earthly mother and her loss was devastating. It is a loss that I still struggle with, and holidays are no different. But during that time, holidays were so far from my mind that I never thought that the holidays would be an issue for me. It was so far removed because you're just dealing with the emotion of that person physically not being here anymore. So when the first major holiday came after her death, which was Thanksgiving of 2016, It knocked the wind out of me. I'm going to be completely honest. It is like someone dragged me out in the middle of a field with a blindfold on, my hands tied behind my back, and they beat me viciously. That's how Thanksgiving of 2016 felt. It was traumatic. I I couldn't even function. I mean, for me, Thanksgiving was ever since I was tall enough to reach the kitchen counter, I helped my grandmother prepare our family meal. Thanksgiving for me was being a 10-year-old little girl who had her hands shoved into a turkey. And y'all, I'm a cancer, so I'm super emotional about everything. And I cried my eyes out. And my grandmother's response was, hmm There's going to be a whole lot of folks mad at you at this dinner if they don't have any turkey. And the only way they're going to have turkey is if you clean it out. She cared nothing about my tears, y'all. I cried the entire time I was cleaning that turkey out. But guess what? We had turkey for dinner. (laughs) Yes, we did. So it was just rough when the first Thanksgiving came around and she wasn't here to cook with me in the kitchen. And she wasn't here to tell me I need more nutmeg in my sweet potato pies. And she wasn't here to tell me to put those rolls back in the oven for another 35 seconds, like little odd things like that. Not a minute, not 30 seconds, but 35 seconds. It knocked me on my butt. No lie. I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know what to do so i resumed things as normal i prepared the meal for my family in the absence of my grandmother my first time preparing it by myself and i cried the entire time i was miserable so when christmas rolled around my husband was like okay listen thanksgiving was rough we're gonna do something different let's go to disney it'll be a break it'll be us being away from home maybe that'll help you, you won't think about it as often. And it actually did help because we were busy with the kids at the theme parks and at the beach and at the pool. And we were having, we were so focused on having fun that I really didn't have a lot of time to think about her not being here for my first Christmas um, without her. So that was something that was very different for my family it was definitely out of tradition for me to leave home on Christmas and things like that. But tradition does one thing in two different ways. It reminds you of the good old days and you smile and you reminisce and it's nostalgic and it brings back so many great memories. And it reminds you of the good old days and you cry and you don't leave your house for three days and you eat an entire gallon of ice cream. That's what tradition is. It does one thing in two different ways, depending on the person who is on the receiving end of that tradition. So if your tradition is something that has always been with a member of your family that's no longer there. That tradition can now turn into severe grief and mourning and depression and anxiety and you literally not leaving your house for days at a time. I'm speaking from experience because that was me. Or tradition could be you remembering birthday parties when you were a little girl and they make you smile and you remember the homemade cakes. It wasn't any store-bought cakes back in the 80s and the early 90s. Your grandmother went in there and baked you a cake and wrote on it the best as she could. You may, you probably couldn't even understand the handwriting unless she was just a really, you know, excellent baker. But those are the memories that make you smile. But some traditions literally makes the process worse. So that brings me to the three things that I've learned on my own to survive the holidays. And I want to put this disclaimer out there as I did also last week. I'm not a professional. I am not a therapist, a counselor. I have no degree in psychology or psychiatry. I cannot help treat your mental illness, your depression, your anxiety. I have a degree in life. I have a ton of life experiences that has yielded me here. So everything that I speak on is spoken from my real life experiences and things that I have gathered on this journey that we call life. So please, I'm not a professional. If you need professional help, please seek it. Please, it, it is so worth it, okay? And we'll get into that also um in this episode a little bit later, more in depth. But one of the three things that I learned to survive the holidays was to ditch tradition. Yeah, I mean people look at tradition as something that has to happen in your family forever as long as your family bloodline is alive. And years ago I kind of felt the same way. I never saw myself changing the traditions that had been set in place in my family for so many years. But I did that last year as well on Thanksgiving of 2018. We went out to eat. I sent my immediate family that attends my house for Thanksgiving every year an email and said, listen, it took me a whole week to get myself together after Thanksgiving of last year. I was miserable preparing that meal without grandma being here. I cried the entire time. I didn't even eat the food. The little that I did eat, I did not enjoy. And I was suffering for days after from preparing that meal. I'm not doing it this year. If someone else would like to host Thanksgiving at their home and prepare the meal, I would gladly come over with a dish. Probably a store-bought dish, but I'm coming over with something in hand. I'm not coming empty-handed. Or we can go out to eat as a family. And when I sent it out to everyone, I was really... I don't know what I was expecting, but I was, I was becoming a little defensive because I'm like, they're not going to understand and they're going to want me to cook because this is the way it's always been. And when the responses started pouring in, I, that's a great idea. Let's do that. What restaurant do you have in mind? Do you guys know the pressure that released from me? Do you guys know the stress that was relieved from me? You do not understand how much them supporting me helped me get through Thanksgiving of 2018. They could have said no, and that still would have been fine. That's their right. But them understanding that that is That was a hard holiday for me. Made me just feel so much more loved and supported because sometimes you can really feel unsupported even when people are around you. And support is sometimes seen and unseen. And I've learned hard lessons in that throughout the past few years. And that's an episode for another day. And also, May. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So that's why we're touching on these subjects during the month of May. So last week was, you know, the identity theft of self and imposter syndrome. And this week we're talking about surviving the holidays and mourning, grief and depression. So we're really, I really want to focus on that this month. And with Mother's Day being in this month, it was just perfect timing. so it was just so much easier. I didn't cry the entire day. I actually enjoyed Thanksgiving. I actually enjoyed the meal. I actually enjoyed being with my family for the holiday for the first time since she passed. And for those who know me personally, they know that this month is a hard month for me. This month is Mother's Day. Um. This month is my mom's birthday, my mom's wedding anniversary. It's my grandma's birthday and my grandma's death date, literally seven days apart. So May, I'm usually shut up in my house. I only go to work and come back home. I don't text people back. I don't call people back because May, I struggle so hard. But therapy has really helped me come out of that, that struggle month and... I'm sharing these things with you because it helped me tremendously. So when it comes to tradition, don't get me wrong, tradition is important, but not every tradition needs to be upheld. If that tradition is affecting your mental health, you have to let it go. And you can't beat yourself up and feel bad for doing that. In turn, you can create new traditions that are less damaging to your happiness and your peace. So I'm not saying that we're going to go out to eat every year for Thanksgiving, but last year really set the tone for an, a happier holiday. And if my family is res- receptive to that this year, I would love to do it again this year because that could be a new tradition for our family. Um. So... That's the first thing that I want to share with you to survive the holidays. You have to ditch tradition. You have to. Secondly, and this is a two-part one, you have to just say no. And that goes hand-in-hand with communicating with your family. So most people don't realize that no is a complete sentence. No does not have to be followed by an explanation or a plethora of excuses or... Me feeling like I need to write a dissertation. Like, no. No is no. No, period. And that happens when people are not understanding what you're going through during different holiday seasons. And somebody might say, hey, you know, I'm having a get-together at my house. You should come by for this, that, and the other. And my answer can just be no. It's not anything against that person. It's just that right now, in the sensitive, you know, time of the year... I cannot handle a group setting. You know, maybe the get-together is usually at your house and whatever the holiday may be and you're just not where you want to be to deal with it this year. Tell them no. Communicate with your family openly and transparently that no, I cannot do that this year. I cannot do that this time. No. No. Because when you take on tasks that you aren't up for, you set yourself back on your healing journey. The whole point is to heal these areas so that moving forward, you can move forward. If you are moving forward and then taking on tasks that are detrimental to your well being, you set yourself back. So you're no longer moving forward. If anything, you're standing still or you're moving backwards. Tell people no communicate with your family, communicate with your friends. I've missed many an event. I've missed many family gatherings. I have missed many things because I simply was not in a headspace to be there. And I was one of those people that hated to tell people, no, I've always been a yes person. But when I saw that my mental health was declining and no one really took that into consideration when they were asking these challenging things of me, I had to start looking out for me in the best way that I could. And that response was no, no, no. And I still say no to certain things um, because it's what works best for me. Thirdly, I would say seek help. So as you know, I've been in therapy for some time now. But when it came to the holidays, um, my therapist was very helpful with getting me um, to be in a better headspace concerning holidays. But she felt that I needed something more deeper, something deeper than a session with her could provide. So I was recommended to a counseling session in 2017 for my grief, especially around the holidays. And the session was called Grief share, surviving the holidays. The session was geared towards Thanksgiving and Christmas. But when you think about it, any holiday, any time of year, any birthday, any family celebration that you guys normally do that has now been disrupted because that person is no longer here, that counseling session is appropriate for all of those um events. And... Holidays are hard because you feel like no one else is experiencing the pain that you're experiencing. Even though your family lost the same person that you lost, you just feel like, well, they're not going through it the way that I'm going through it. So when I went to that session, I was there with about, I, mean, I think it was maybe 30 to 40 um other people there. And they all, we all, you know, had different range and loss. Some people had lost. Spouses, others had lost children, some had lost their parents. Um, It was just a room full of people who had lost someone that meant so much to them and they just needed to get through the upcoming holidays. And when I walked into that room, because I wasn't going to go, but when I walked in about five minutes late and I saw Everyone in that room that was going through the same or similar circumstances as me. I felt empowered. I felt that I wasn't going through my holiday blues alone. But I had added support. There were a group of people who knew exactly how I felt. Even though I didn't know them personally, we shared that thing in common. And sometimes that's what's needed is that for you to just be around people that share that common experience because I can't relate to someone losing their mom because I have not lost my mom. I can empathize with you. I can pray for you. But what you feel from that loss, I haven't experienced. But I can relate to someone who loved their grandmother just as much as their mom and their grandmother filling the void in their life for many in many different seasons. And I can relate with people about a lot of different things that I've gone through. But when you're sitting in a room with people who've gone through the exact same thing you've gone through, it changes everything. It shifts the dynamic from no one knows how I'm feeling to they know exactly how I'm feeling. And we're going to figure this out together. And we're going to get through this together so that we can get back to having quality life and enjoying the holidays that are before us. And the session was just really phenomenal. It helped me so, 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 so much. And I just want to share that with the podcast listeners. So if you are grieving, if you just lost someone, or if you lost someone years ago, but you're still kind of suffering with um, the mourning and grief of their loss, And the holidays make it worse. Birthdays make it worse. You know, death. And I don't even like to call them death anniversaries. I call them angelversaries now. Um, If you're still struggling with all of those things, please, I strongly encourage you to go to www.griefshare.org. That is G-R-I-E-F-S-H-A-R-E.org. It has some really great information to help you survive the holidays without your loved ones. And it can also pinpoint you in the direction of when sessions will be held in your area for you to get connected with people that are going through the same thing and with a counselor that can help you through that process. And this is not an ad or a sponsorship. I actually took the session and I'm I highly recommend it from personal um, opinion, okay? So with that being said, you guys know that every week we plant a lavender seed and we call that seed our seed of intention. And so when I thought about our seed of intention for the week, the same word actually popped out at me, intention, So our seed of intention for this week, our lavender seed that we're planting this week is intentionality. I use that word a lot um, on my page when I'm encouraging people to be intentional with different things in their life. Be intentional with your healing. Be intentional with your weight loss journey. Be intentional with restoring broken relationships. Be intentional. You won't see any progress or any you know, see any fruit from the seeds you've planted if you're not being intentional with them. So I use that word a lot. But when I really thought about it in the aspect of this particular topic, I wanted to give you what the definition of intentionality was. So it is the fact of being deliberate or purposive. So that means purposely coping and making the best Of the holidays in the sense of your loved one that is now absent. Knowing that that person is not here, but still being intentional on enjoying the holiday, being intentional on honoring that loved one during the holiday season, I think it's so important because a lot of times we don't even want to celebrate the holiday anymore. You know, It's just like when that holiday rolls around, it's just like, I don't even want to celebrate that because... You know, my grandma isn't here, my mom isn't here, my father isn't here, my uncle isn't here, my child isn't here. And we we lose the joy. We lose the joy. And we talked about that last week, just finding joy. There's always something to be grateful for. And there's regardless of what you're walking through, you can always find the joy in something. So, I feel that if we are setting intentions during the holiday season, to to be honest with yourself, that I'm coping with this loss as best as I can, that I may not ever be exactly the same, but I'm working towards my healing. Be intentional. So... The seed planting brought me to this affirmation. And usually I do the affirmation first and then the seed planting. But this week it just flowed different. The affirmation is, I will honor the love more than the loss. How many of us dwell on the loss when we lose someone? I literally have my hand raised. Like If you guys can see me right now, I have my hand raised in the air because I wallowed in the loss of my grandmother instead of cherishing the 31 years of love I received from her. I had her for 31 years. And I made her loss such a profound moment that it began to overshadow the love. It began to overshadow the lessons. It began to overshadow the wisdom. And once I realized that, it terrified me because those were all the things and all the reasons why she was so such a great part of my life. So the affirmation is I will honor the love more than the loss. You have to turn the energy away from the loss and reflect it back to the love that we felt from that person and the love that we gave that person while they were here. Um, two weeks ago, or almost two weeks ago, I buried my great aunt in Brooklyn, New York. And I went up for the funeral and the pastor that was doing the eulogy, he said something that I have thought about every single day since her service. And he said, I don't thank God. That she's gone. I thank God that she has somewhere to go. Y'all. I literally elbowed my mama. Was like did you hear what he just said? And she was like I know. When he said that it was everything. I literally put it in a note in my phone. Because I didn't want to lose exactly how he said it. The pastor said I don't thank God that she's gone. I thank God that she has somewhere to go. So as believers, of course your your heart is aching that that person is no longer here. But the joy that came over me when he said she has somewhere to go, I know where my grandmother is. And that gives me hope that one day, that one day, our souls will be intertwined again and I think we focus on the loss so much that we forget about the love. And if a holiday is approaching and all you're thinking about is the loss, the loss, the loss, the loss, the absence, the absence, the absence, the void, the void, the void. You forget about the love that you felt during those holidays. You forget about the love that you felt, period, just in general from that person because the loss will begin to overpower the love. Please set this affirmation in motion. As I said last week, say it until you believe it. And even after you believe it, keep saying it. I will honor the love more than the loss. That is gonna help us get through the upcoming holidays of 2019. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it's gonna be easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you may still you know, feel sad and depressed. And you may even cry and you may not want to be bothered. You may not want to have family and friends over. But maybe if we set these intentions in place this year and if we embrace the affirmation that maybe next year can be the first year that we've had a new sense of a holiday in the absence of our loved ones. So, speaking on intentions, I intentionally made this episode a little shorter because you know, I can, I'm i a talker, I'm a teller, so I can talk and it'll be an hour before I even realize it. But I knew that this was going to be a difficult episode for me because my grandmother's loss is still so present in my life. And with Mother's Day coming up, in literally um a few days i'm i'm, I'm going to have to dig deep and just embrace the affirmation and set my intentions that i can still embrace mother's day i can still enjoy mother's day i i have children that honor me on that day i have my mom that i can honor and, and my mom doesn't have her mom anymore, and that breaks my heart as well. But if I honor the love and not the loss, then I will remember the love that I had for my grandmother and the love that she had for me. And it will make Mother's Day a little bit more sweeter instead of such a bitter holiday. So for all of the listeners that are just loathing and not looking forward to the upcoming Mother's Day, the upcoming Father's Day, because that parent is no longer here or that person who played that role in their lives are no longer here, I empathize with you. I know what you're going through. I know that feeling. But find the joy. Set your intentions. Honor the love more than the loss. Seek professional help if needed. Communicate with your family and just say no if you need to. There's nothing wrong with saying no. And ditch the tradition that has been a part of your family if it is affecting you in a negative way. That's all I have. These are the things that I've learned along the way in my three-year journey of Surviving the holidays without my grandma. So just remember that grief is the final act of love. And all grief is, is love with nowhere to go. And I want you to stay encouraged. And I want you to stay prayed up. And just know that you are not alone. You may feel alone, but I promise you are not alone please visit the website for griefshare.org. It can give you such great information. And also, like I said, point you in the direction of sessions that will be held in your area. These sessions are held all throughout the United States. So there's not anyone anywhere. I'm not sure about other countries, but there's not anyone within the United States that um, won't have access to these particular counseling sessions. They are worth it. There's a whole study, like a whole book on it. There's a DVD. It's worth it. So if you or someone you know are struggling with the upcoming holidays, please share that website with them and, um, and just be so, as supportive as you can. But we have to do the work. We are responsible for our healing. So I hope that this episode will help you survive the holidays that are forthcoming this year and maybe make them a little less painful and that you can find the joy in those holidays even in the absence of your loved one. I got through this episode without crying. My voice is starting to tremble just a little bit. So... That's growth because once upon a time, I couldn't even talk about anything remotely close to this without literally crying my ass out. So when you see the growth, let me tell you something. Celebrate your small victories, okay? Don't wait until you're completely healed to celebrate. Celebrate your small victories every time something gets better, celebrate it. Because that means you put work in. You did the work. I'm here as a source of encouragement and strength, and my email is always open for you guys. If you have comments or feedback or just need to dig deeper into one of our topics, the email is 47, the number 47, lavenderseeds at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me um up on my email and I will respond to you as soon as I can. The Instagram page is available. There's a lot of underscores y'all. I don't want to mess it up because I'm like becoming just a tad bit emotional, but I believe it's underscore the underscore lavender underscore woman underscore podcast or something like that. I will actually tag it in the um description So if you look at the description on this podcast, wherever you're listening from, I'll actually post the um, Instagram link there because I don't want to jack it up. But just be encouraged, guys, and, and do the work and set your intentions and honor the love more than the loss. And I know for a fact it will make surviving the holidays a little bit easier for you. I love you guys so much. And just know that there's nowhere that you can go that love and light won't find you. Until next week, guys. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, all the women who fill the voids of mothers and who portray the roles of mother figures in people's lives. Happy Mother's Day. You do a job that you can never be repaid for. And I honor you. And we cherish our mothers and our mother figures. And (sighs) happy Mother's Day, guys. Love you so much.